As we continue in this great Power Devo series that I'm so glad that you're a part of, this series called The Power of Seven, the next mountain we want to consider is Bitterness Mountain. Ask most people, and they will tell you that they can remember exactly where they were on August the 14th, 2003, at 4.11 p.m., especially if they lived here in the Northeast, Midwest area. That time when 21 power plants, including 10 nuclear ones, automatically shut down. That moment when seven major airports grounded their planes. And over 80,000 calls were made to 911. Over 5,000 EMS responses were initiated. And space satellites witnessed for the first time in more than a century that eerie night of 9,300 square miles covering eight states, more than 50 million people plunged into total darkness. I was in our church office. At first, the, the mood was cheerful over a short work day. Then the realization hit on the magnitude of the problem. And our office environment began to be very, very sober. It was the greatest blackout in North American history. It was first thought to be the work of terrorists. It ended up being the work of mere Ohio tree branches. I'm convinced that one of the greatest reasons for unanswered prayer, for short-circuited miracles, for spiritual blackouts and unmoved mountains is an unforgiving spirit, bitterness, mountain. When Jesus reveals how to be a mountain mover in Mark 11, he adds a warning. In verse 25, he says, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. A multiplicity of teachings from Jesus and the apostles echo Christ's warning from Mark eleven twenty five, Not only will our prayers go unanswered, our mountains remain unmoved, but just as long as we choose not to forgive, we remain unforgiven by God. This is why Bitterness Mountain is such a critical mountain to be moved. Many experts warn the 2003 blackout offered terrorists a dry run of the chaos they could wreak upon us by attacking our power grid. Listen, embracing resentment, bitterness, and an unforgiving spirit grants your soul's terrorist legal authority to attack your life. Paul wrote, if you are angry, don't sin by nursing your grudge. Don't let the sun go down with you still angry. Get over it quickly, for when you are angry, you give a mighty foothold to the devil. Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. Realize this. Footholds can become strongholds. 
Hell's terrorist isn't content in just keeping you from mountain-moving miracles. His great objective is to create a stronghold in your life so you can become His instrument of destruction. God's plan for our lives is living with release rather than resentment. Rather than short-circuiting, mountain-moving miracles, our Lord desires you to be a channel for His power and authority to bring light to darkness, healing to the hurting, real life to where the enemy has brought death. God's Word reveals vital truths regarding real forgiveness. Forgiveness, first of all, is an act of your will, not your feelings. Be obedient to God by forgiving and watching feelings of forgiveness come. Secondly, forgiveness is unconditional. Forgive others just as the Lord has forgiven you. Number three, forgiveness should be immediate. The Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Fourthly, real forgiveness means forgetting. Just as the Lord has chosen to wipe our sins from his memory, dragging out the skeletons from the closet reveals they were never, ever buried in the first place. Next, forgiveness is not just for the one who has been unjust to you, offended you, abused you. Forgiveness is for you. It cleanses, it heals, and it frees you. Lastly, true forgiveness is godliness. We're the most like beasts when we kill, the most like men when we judge, and the most like God when we forgive. An incredible story is told of Leonardo da Vinci when he painted his famous Last Supper. Leonardo was consumed with bitterness toward a fellow painter, so he used the man's face for his Judas in his Last Supper painting. Yet when Leonardo came to paint Jesus' face, he couldn't do it until he forgave his fellow painter and changed the face of his Judas. Whose face is on your Judas? Forgive them now. Jesus has said, freely you have received, freely give. Remember, forgiveness is more than obedience to God or a healing force in your life. It's also your pathway to mountain-moving miracles. Today, as we begin to wrap up, let's just pray together. Perhaps I'm speaking to someone today that has been deeply offended. An injustice has been done to you. You have been victimized. I want to pray with you. Lord, we lift up We lift up this one who's been hurt, offended, used and abused. This one who is grappling with this whole issue of forgiveness. But Lord, we remember that you were tortured, you were ridiculed. You were spat upon as you died on the cross for us. And yet your 
Your first words on that cross were a prayer. Lord, you said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So Jesus, be Jesus. In this one right now, and forgive through them. They don't have the power to do it, but Lord, you can forgive that one who has so hurt them. You can forgive through them. Lord, don't let them suffer one more second of blackout in their walk with you. In the name of Jesus, we pray this. Amen. God bless you. Today, go with God.